Ah, oh, what is the word? What is the word? Almost back again with another one. You already know I had a drop in for game one of the NBA Finals. I'm covering these Euro quarterfinals, giving you a little recap of how we've been doing. First goal scores we've been hitting. And even tonight, we got Argentina versus Colombia. I'm sending it. I'm sending it. We even got locked for that game. I think that game's on at 9 o'clock. Something sneaky. I actually just got back from New Hampshire. Kicked it with the fam. You already know it's always a good time out there. Especially when you could buy hella fireworks and just light them off by the lake. But let's let's hop right into it. Let's get to it. High stakes takes back with another one. Let's get it. You already know. Season 2, episode 3. Let's get into it. What's the first game? So today we got Italy versus Spain. Italy coming to the... In, oh, actually... Oh, my God. It's 2, it's two o'clock right now. You already know, hour before kickoff, lineups drop. So we're going to give you a live update on what the lineups are when they drop in a few minutes. But we got Italy... Versus Spain, Italy coming in as the favorite at plus 140. Spain sitting plus 220. So far, Italy's been killing it in the Euros. Spain haven't haven't been doing that bad either. Three wins in a row. But Italy haven't lost yet. They've scored two goals. At least two goals in four out of the last five games. And coming off that 2-1 win versus Belgium, they're firing on all cylinders it kind of sucked that they couldn't get a goal in the second half and honestly Belgium almost tied it up Lukaku should have scored but it was one of them games where it could have went both ways but you already know it was gonna hit the over and you already know if you follow me on Twitter at Almoni underscore or at Fantasy Moons and on IG you could catch the highlights along with the hitters on IG that's at our Mooney underscore. All on the social media. Make sure you're checking out all the locks. Sometimes we won't drop a pod, but we're always dropping our locks on the social media. So make sure you're checking it out. Hit it with a little follow. If you fucking with Dalia, just just gently graze across the follow button. I'll fuck with y'all. And guess what? You already know. Back with the hitters. Where is it? There it is. There it is. Fucking send it. <laughs> Let's get it. So, Italy coming into the game. It's really the battle of the two top teams in the Euros. Like, Spain, they haven't lost. They had a couple early draws, but have won three in a row. They just beat Switzerland, which... Shout out Switzerland real quick. Let's, let's give a little round of applause for Switzerland for real. Played their asses off. And if it wasn't for that red card in the 77th minute by Fiorella, you don't know how that game could have went. And Bolo, he gets hurt early on. He has to get taken out in the 24th minute. Shakiri, shout out the Liverpool man. And hopefully, honestly, I want the best for him, bro. If he has to go to another team, I ain't even going to be mad at him. He got the skills to start. Maybe not at a top-level team, but... He go there and he'll play on a maybe a lower tier Champions League team or maybe even Europa League. I see Villarreal, something like that. But 
He needs to go get some playing time because that man is a beast. And if it wasn't for that red card, Switzerland, my dark horse team, they very well could have knocked out Spain. But my lock for that game, Switzerland was, I think, handicap betting. They were plus 0.5, which luckily they did cover. But And the only goal that Spain scored was the own goal from Zakaria. Like... If it wasn't for that, granted, they they beat him up on the shots on target and shots in general, but that's a, that's a tough one. And they can be prolific and clinical in front of net at times. Like, they put five goals past Slovakia and Croatia, but I think the game versus Croatia, that had to go into extra time. And granted, they even gave up three goals. Croatian team, they're fire, but... They aren't like they were when they made the final years back. So I think Italy coming into this game on fire. Let's check out the lineups. It, it probably dropped. It's going to be gas. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Hit the gong for that one. Send it. What's the lineup? What's the lineup? All right. So we got... Italy burst main lineups dropped. So Italy starting up front. The starting Immobile as a striker. Alongside him, we got Lorenzo Insigne. And then Chiesa from Juventus. That's, that's solid. We'll go over the bench after we name the starting 11. In midfield, we got Verratti. Or Verratti. And we got Jorginho and Barella. And Barella with the fucking ill goal. Ill goal inside the box. Show the little sweet toes and finish that bitch last game. Shout out, shout out Nicolas Barreto. Dead ass. He goes, he goes ham in the midfield. Top tier engine. In defense, they got Emerson. And I'm pretty sure that's because who got hurt last time? What, Di Lorenzo? I'm pretty sure Di Lorenzo got hurt. Oh, no, no, no. Who's, who was on Lottie? It could have been Lottie. Got hurt for Italy last time. Emerson had to come in, so he's getting to start this game. Center backs, obviously, Cialini and Bonucci. And then right back, Di Lorenzo. And Donnarumma was playing solid. Sometimes he can't get caught out. He definitely, he's definitely one to come out of his net and put the pressure in case they got like a type of a breakaway or to prevent a cross. But sometimes he gets caught out, so... It could be something to keep an eye on. And it's not like Murata's going to finish it, right? <laughs> that boy. Even though he's got... I don't even know how many goals he got. What's he got? Two? I think he... He might only have one. But it was a big goal. But that boy is not going to finish, even if he's on a breakaway. But that's solid, solid lineup for Italy. Oh, my God, bro. Spain... Oyarzabal, or Oyarzabai, bruh, he's getting a start for Spain up front. They put Morata on the bench, bruh, that is insane. Oh, shit, send the drum rolls for that. That is crazy. Gregor Moreno from Villarreal, he's on the bench too. Oh, my God, they're starting Danny Olmo up front. Fernand Torres, the Man City man. And honestly, just from seeing Fernand Torres... First goal scorer is going to be Oyarzabai or Torres. So, 
lock that shit in now. We'll we'll hit on what their odds are after after we go through the lineup. But in midfield, the starting Pedri, young kid out of Barcelona. I heard I just heard this morning, Liverpool made some contact. He could follow Thiago over to Liverpool. That'd be insane. But let's see what happens. They get starting Busquets in defensive midfield and starting Coke. And defense, they got what the Aspilicueta, bruh. It seems like every time he didn't start much for Chelsea because they got Reese James on the right, but it seems like every time he would start, he would get in the mix with crosses. He always has a high engine. He plays with that little bit of an edge, like like James Milner. That's just dope. In center back, they got Eric Garcia. And they're starting Emmerich Laporte. That's that's a solid little pairing from Man City. And then Jordi Alba. Fire. Fire left back from Barcelona. And then, oh my God. De Gea on the bench. What? That is insane. De Gea's on the bench and they're starting Unai Simone. Oh, is that the... Is that the dude from... Uh, at, Athletic Club, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the dude from the team Anaki uh, Williams is on. But that's wild. Tiago on the bench. Adama Traore. They usually bring on Fabian Ruiz and Rodri. So, couple names to look out for coming off the bench. And over on Italy, they, they have an insane bench. You got Locatelli, who scored two goals in uh, in the qualifying group stages. You have Toloy, who can he he's got some pace over there in defense. Bellotti from Torino, he's solid. And then you got Berardi. Who who's he played? I think Sassuolo. I'm pretty sure he's he's a winger for Sassuolo. He's he's a beast. And then Bernadeschi, bruh. Bernadeschi, I have a feeling he might come off the bench to do some things in this game. So I'm locking in. I'm locking Italy plus one forty. And the next game tomorrow, bro, lock it in. Italy plus 140. Over under sitting at two and a half. I mean, I'm I'm staying away from it because it's one of those games where you get down to that game right before the final. Bro, either they're going to lock in defensively or it's going to be a hectic game, just like we seen last round. So, I think with Spain and Italy, especially Benucci, we seen Benucci and uh and Cialini last game. And I, I had dropped my uh my Euro twenty twenty preview show. And if y'all go check that out, you'll see we we have some tips in there, man. We were we were focusing on Swiss. Italy was up and down, we weren't sure about Spain, and here they are. Some of the best teams left. So, I'm locking in Italy. I'm staying away from the over-under. If you're feeling spicy, let's let's see what the odds will be. If you're feeling spicy, the odds for Italy and the over would be... Oh, and that has actually shifted from plus 140 to plus 130. So, make sure y'all looking at little, little keys like that because... When the odds shift like that, that means a lot of money is getting put on Italy. And then with the over-under, the over was plus 130 just a few hours ago. 
Now it's plus one, 140. It's something where I'm staying away from it. The under two and a half, minus 170 favorite. And imagine you go with the favorite, and then it hits the over. Bruh, I'd be sick. I'd be like, I'd be like, damn, son, that shit, wow. But if you're getting spicy, you want to add the over two and a half, plus 140 in Italy, plus 130. Just the two-team parlay right there. That's plus 450 yards. So, I wouldn't add the over two and a half. I'd parlay Italy straight up along with my next pick. And for the game tomorrow, we got England versus Denmark. I mean, England's been playing out of their mind defensively. They haven't been the most exciting team to watch on offense and stretching the field, but... They lock it in in the midfield. Defensively, haven't even allowed a goal yet. I think I think that's insane. Coming off a 4-0 victory versus Ukraine. And beating Germany 2-0. Not giving up a That's probably the biggest team to not give up a goal against. And they, they had a tough time versus Germany. They only have five shots versus them. Granted, they had ten shots versus Ukraine, but... When you put four in the back of the net, you're guaranteed to win. I think England needs to start Grealish in midfield. They made the little change. They started Jadon Sancho last game. But I think this time, I think this time they got to get cooking. Start Grealish in midfield. I mean, Tyrone Mings hasn't been doing too bad. But, of course, me, a Liverpool man. See, I mean, not... I mean, that's my squad. I'm not from the UK. I'm from R.I. You already know Rhode Island. Shout out 401. And shout out that man that's in, uh, what's that show with 50 Cent? Power. Bruh, what, Gianni? Putting on for Rhode Island. That's huge to be in a crazy-ass big show like that. But back to the back to the business. England, I think, even though they had a tough time versus Germany and only put... 10 shots up against Ukraine, starting Grealish in midfield, putting Henderson in defensive midfield. I think that's the that's the sneaky change they need. And granted, they put four goals past them, but you didn't... It was really Harry Kane playing top level. Because only 10 shots versus Ukraine, it gets you kind of questioning, especially when they haven't been a team where they're going to completely exploit the defense and go and put up three, two, at least two goals a game because they only beat Czech Republic one nothing, and they only beat Croatia one nothing. So this could turn into a defensive game. But when you got Denmark coming in, plus 450 underdogs, and losing the first two games, one nothing to Finland with that crazy shit that happened... And the crazy circumstances, I don't even want to call it that. That was disrespectful, I feel. But the crazy circumstances that happened to Christian Eriksen, that was insane, man. That was absolutely crazy watching that game. So excited. One of the, what, match day two of the Euro 2020. And I'm so glad. I'm not even going to get into detail on it because this ain't really the place for it. But watching that and then seeing what you've seen. You feared the worst. And then even I seen pictures after, right? I seen pictures after on Twitter where they're talking about 
oh, here's a picture of uh, him awake, and he had, like, the mask on or whatever, and he was kind of sitting up, like, holding his head. But I seen that, and I was like, nah, I'm not falling for this. Because you retweet that, and then all of a sudden it's a cropped picture. Because, you know, these sick fucks out there, they love to get get some retweets. So they do anything to get some retweets. So I wasn't falling for that. But once it was confirmed on TV, so relieved, bro. That, that shit was crazy to see. But that ass and prayers out still. Because you don't just recover like that. Oh, I just got some spicy info. Let me finish this thought, but oh, shit. See, this is why I can't. I can't have the notifications on. Damn, that shit is spicy. But I'm glad to glad to see him. And definitely prayers out to a continued healthy and speedy recovery for Christian Erickson. Deadass. Let's give it. Let's get one. What do we got? Let's pull out something for him quick. Big facts. But damn, the spicy news that I just got. Mother Hubba. This is wild. So the agent for Nikhil Harry has requested a trade. Oh, shit. That is wild. And granted, Pats, would they just pick up Kendrick Bourne? Who is the other one? They picked up another sneaky wideout. But that's on top of already having Jacoby Myers. And then they got two tight ends. How you pick up Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry? Are you, are you are you kidding me? That's an absolute filthy combo. Let me. I know I'm not tripping, right? Jonu got yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonu got signed by the pass. I thought it was some misinformation, quick, but you know. That's that's it. Wow, but that's another thing. That's spicy info, and some things to look out for before we finish up this England and Denmark game. So, coming soon, bro, coming soon, we got the craziest, craziest pod drops. We're talking fantasy football season. We're talking sleepers. We're talking soccer back in the mix. We're talking start dates, biggest games, transfer news and rumors. We're talking defending champions. We're talking predictions. Fantasy football, we got mock drafts, 10, 12-man league mock drafts, PPR, non-PPR, the sneaky players to look out for, the rookies, easiest and hardest schedules, bro. And you already know with free agency, you're going to have those running back tandems and those backfields that are going to get crowded, there's going to get snaps taken away, and we got to make sure y'all on the ball for that. Make sure y'all win y'all league. And even the receiving course, there's some people that, Lost quarterbacks. There's some people that added wide receivers. I think, I think this shit, this season's gonna be, it's gonna be hella lit. And we even got a prediction breakdown for that too. So, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And listen, let's get back, let's get back into the mix. I just wanted to drop that quick because I didn't expect to see fucking Nikhil Harry requesting a trade. But damn, it just dropped it like that. Just. Fucking gonging. That shit wild. We even got Oh which you ain't you ain't think we had the bongos. Stop playing with the kid. Alright, back to back to the England versus Denmark. And even Denmark. Some sneaky players in defense. When you got cool 
Wait, is hold up. Let me just make sure. I, I hate being. Obviously, you could be wrong, but I just hate it, bro. I was gonna say Kufal, but I think he might have been on check. But Denmark starting. Casper Dolberg up front. Yeah, Kufal was on check, but Denmark having what Jire. I think he plays over uh, over for Frankfurt. Beast of a center back. They got Vestergaard and Christensen. You playing three center backs like that, that's solid as fuck. And if you could get another goal from Delaney, this game could get spicy, I'm telling you. And they started Casper D Dolberg last time. Put Braithwaite along on the right side. And then as striker, started Damsgaard. I have no clue why they would do that. And then substitute Polson for Dolberg. If you want to win, and granted you gotta you gotta prepare and have some ammo on the bench in case you do end up going extra time. But bruh. If you start Polson as a striker, you add Braithwaite and Dolberg, it's gonna get scary. And then you got Mayo. He is a sneaky left back for Denmark. So they got some sneaky players coming off that 2-1 victory versus Czech. And they got that they got the header early from Delaney. Right before half, got the goal from Dolberg. And Dolberg is filthy with the feet, man. That boy will sauce you up and stare right at you. Stare right at you, sauce you up with the feet. That shit is insane. But Schick ended up getting one back right, I mean, four minutes after halftime. Right after halftime, that shit was wild. But after that... Had had some pressure on, but never never like that. I think our first goal scorer prediction for that one was Thomas Suchek. And, bruh, there was a couple headers where I was like, oh, shit. It was close, but that's always risky. You're throwing out a little flyer, and it's so, y'all, it's hella fun to watch that shit. Because once you hit, like, we hit Casper Dolberg, and we hit, uh, fuck, what was it? I think Belgium's first game we hit. Lukaku as the first goal scorer. Those are the only two, but coming into this shit, so far, so far, 21 and 9 on locks. And that's all on Twitter. Go fact check it. And make sure you follow the Twitter too. Always dropping picks. And 10 and 2 on group winner picks. We dropped our group winners. And I hadn't realized that, like, I knew the top two teams made it. But I didn't realize that to fill the final four spots, it was the next. It was just like the four best teams from whatever group. Because we had Swiss advance. I'm pretty sure they advanced as the third team. But in Switzerland and Ukraine were the only two picks to not finish in the top two. But they advanced to the knockout stages on points and goal difference. So that was fire. We hit one four-teamer plus a thousand odds. We hit some two teams. That's where you basically parlay that team in the, either the over or the under. We hit five straights or live bets. And live betting, that shit could get sneaky because if you double down and you lose, whoo-wee. But if you double down and you win, send the fuck out of that. And you know damn well. And it, it was crazy. It was crazy. I hope you... I hope y'all locked in because this Italy versus Spain game and this England versus Denmark game are 
going to be absolutely insane. But this is this is some of the sneaky sneakiest picks. I think everyone's going to be going England, but I think Denmark coming into this game one lost the first two. They're on a three-game win streak, which yeah, it's good. But they scored four goals versus Russia and Wales. Not that good of a team. Not that good of teams. Like, Russia and Wales, they have solid players. But when you get to international play and you haven't played all that often, you play every few months or whatever, you're not going to be that good chemistry-wise. So, And especially when you have lower-tier players filling in in the random spots that you don't have, like, those top players in, it gets sketchy. So... Even though they're coming off that 2-1 win versus Czech, they did give up 16 shots. But, and if Denmark start Dolberg, Poulsen, and Braithwaite, I'm locking them in plus .5 because I think they'll at least take this game. With their defense, I think it will go into extra time as a 1-1 game. I'm staying away from the over-under. It honestly might even shift to 1.5 by kickoff at minus 190 odds. And if it shifts to 1.5, I'm taking it over. But they have up and down games defensively. 16 shots to check, but only gave up 5 to Belgium. So they do lock in. I think last game versus check was one of those games where it was like, sometimes you're just going to light up shots like that. Like balls fall the wrong way or... Little shit like that. Like, goalie saves it, hits it the wrong way. All of a sudden, boom, another shot on net. But Denmark, they've been locked in. And for this one, I'm locking in Denmark. Plus five on the handicap bets. And if you parlay, parlay that along with the Italy plus 130, you got yourself another plus 400 parlay. And that's... That's how we doing it for the quarterfinals. I cannot wait. I cannot wait, bro. And on to this 9 o'clock game at night. I don't know if y'all been following the Copa America and all that. But shit's been lit. On the way up to New Hampshire, I think, what, Friday? Argentina was playing... They were playing one of them top team. Fuck, man. Yeah, they were playing... Not even a top team. They were playing Ecuador. Over under two and a half. And we had Argentina, of course. And if y'all watched that game, Massey Magic, brother. That man hit the free kick, I think in like the 88th minute or something. 84th or something like that. Locked it in. And shout out that man. Give it up for Messi, dead ass. That boy, legend. Legend. And if y'all want to compare Ronaldo and Messi, y'all could go over there with that. Because they both great. Dead ass. They both hell of a players. Hella players. <laughs> I don't even know how you say that shit. <laughs> but Argentina versus Colombia tonight. This shit this shit's gonna get spicy for sure. Argentina sitting minus one thirty favorites. They're coming in since June. Since the World Cup qualifiers and the Copa America. They haven't lost yet. In their last two games, they scored seven goals combined. And they had just played Colombia on June 8th in the World Cup qualifiers. It was a 2-2 draw. They let up a late, late goal. I think in, like, 
the 90th plus four of stoppage time or or added time, Colombia got that tying goal. So that's one where Argentina should have been guaranteed to win that. But sometimes Colombia, they got some sneaky players. And like last game, they started Zapata and Muriel. But it's kind of tough to start them both because you don't really have much coming off the bench. Like, you got Cardona, who is a beast in his own right. That's another sneaky young player. But I think I think if you start Zapata, Miriel, and have Cardona come off the bench, that shit, that's a vibe right there. No bullshit. Miriel and Zapata both got some got some speed. Zapata's more of a hold-up play. Miriel, who could... He could get past the associate with the feet. I think coming into this game, Colombia defensively, it gets tough with them. They gave up two goals to Argentina and Peru. And Argentina, I could see that. But Peru, they don't have all the top players. So once you're giving up two goals to them, and they gave up two goals to Brazil. So it's... One of them things where Colombia's really going to have to lock in defensively. I don't completely think they'll do it. They had just advanced on penalty kicks versus Uruguay. And that was a game where they had nine shots on goal. Or nine shots in general, only three on goal. But Uruguay only has seven shots on goal. I mean, seven shots and three on goal. So it was one of them games where they locked in defensively. But it's tough with a team like Uruguay where... Granted, you got Cavani. Granted, you got Luis Suarez. Valverde, Betancourt. But when you get to the random wing backs and, like, the central attacking midfielder who's, like, from a lower league or whatever, it gets tough to move the ball from defense to mid to the forwards and get good crosses in, get good timing passes. Like, if you watch Liverpool when they were in there, I want to say prime because the fucking Champions League, I'll, I'll just say it. When they were in there, they, I think they're still in their prime, but when they won the Champions League and the league, bruh, Mane or even Salah or anybody could run up to fucking pass the ball to Firmino and that boy would just hit you with a no-look flick and it would just work every time. They would. I felt like they did that a lot more when they won the league and the Champions League, but they need to get back to that for real. And that's another show to look forward to. We got the Transfer Rumor Show. <sighs> Bruh, Renato Sanchez. Of course, we're linked with Mbappe, but that's probably not going to happen. Bruh, if we get Musiala or even Newhouse, he's a hell of a good technical player over there at uh, Mönchengladbach. But definitely, definitely a show to look forward to. Transfer Rumors, those shits are always spicy. And always, always dope to chop it up about. Make sure y'all in the comments too. Comment whatever y'all think about the games and shit. Even if you got your take and your locks for the game, send them down low. We'll chop it up. See what you got for first goal scores and all that. And give me a take too on it. Like don't just be like, oh, I got this. Give me some, give me some brains behind it. Nah, that that was a big pause. <laughs> nah, give me like some knowledge behind it. That ass. So. For this game tonight, I'm going to take Argentina, minus 135, with the over-under sitting at 2.5 with the over at plus 140 underdog. 
I'm also stay away from that. Adenine, right now. So, oh, Italy just moved. So when I put them, damn, this shit's crazy. This shit will just change in minutes. So they just changed from this morning, plus 140 to plus 130. Now it's back to plus 150 for Italy. So it's a good moment right now to to get that rocking. But if you go and you see Argentina, like minus 130, see that fucked me up. I'm yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with the over under in this game. I'm just gonna add Argentina, Italy, and then tomorrow handicap at 0.5 with Denmark. And if you're on the Rhode Island Sportsbook app, it's still trash. But you gotta go to America's and go to Copa America. Usually you go to that to see all the leagues, but Copa America's under there. Yo, I'm going to add Argentina. So right now, Italy, Denmark plus 0.5, and Argentina. That's a quick little plus 880 parlay. I'm sending that shit. And that ad, don't fault me if it don't hit. I can see one of these games randomly tying. You know they in the knockout stages. That shit, that shit gets spicy. So, that's lit. Lock in Argentina. Lock in... Italy and lock in Denmark. 0.5. Send that shit. We gonna pull up for that. Because we know time is ticking. <laughs> so tonight, on to the NBA. We got game one of the finals. Starts 9 p.m. on ABC. We got Suns favored by minus 5.5 points. Minus 250 on the money line. Going up against the Bucks. They're plus 205. Giannis, he got ruled doubtful for this game. And him and DiVincenzo, who got hurt early on in the playoffs, and he's a, he's out for the season. So you don't have to worry about him. Cause it, that, and that's tough. He's He was a sneaky good player. What did he play at? I'm pretty sure he played at Villanova. Played some solid minutes over there. I think he won the chip, too. I think I remember him cutting down the net, all that. So... It's tough, tough missing DiVincenzo when he he was a solid piece. He got solid minutes over there on that Bucks rotation. But when you got Giannis, who had that insane knee injury, and that ass said a prayer for that man. And I'm so I'm so glad that it wasn't anything more serious than what it was, because it looked it looked awful, man. It looked crazy the way his knee bent back. That was ridiculous. But he's Doubtful for game one. That that shines a little light on him playing. Maybe further on in the series. I think personally, after three games, the series is going to be two to one. But I do think tonight, the Suns lock it in as minus 250. Or minus, yeah, minus 250 favorites. And we're even dropping some props for this game. A couple, couple key stats. For each team, Suns coming in twelve and four playoff record. Bucks twelve and five playoff record. You got Suns averaging; they're averaging about the same amount of points per game. But defensively, Bucks are giving up one hundred four. Suns giving up one hundred two. But that shooting percentage, 
Suns got 48, and that's that's shading more towards that 50%. And when the Bucks only shooting 46%, that's shooting more towards what 45. Like, granted, it's only a 5% difference, but that's accumulated, and that could win or lose you some games, especially when you win the finals and you're missing Giannis. So definitely something to look out for. So far this year, Suns 27-9 and at home. They've been locking it in. And Bucks 20-16 and on the road. That's kind of crazy because when you look at the Bucks in general, they've had solid season, but they've also haven't really had to deal with injuries all that often this season. But Milwaukee at 46 and 26 on the year and 16 of those losses have came on the road. So I'm not expecting really anything from the Bucks. Suns will probably cover the spread in this first game. And if you think some crazy shit and you think Suns might win the first game, but maybe Giannis comes back, there's prop bets for that. Make sure you look into it because when you go to Futures and you go for the series or whatever, I'm pretty sure it's plus 350 odds for a Suns to win the first game and Milwaukee to win the series. So look into that little shit. It's, it's fun to just play around with it. And head-to-head so far this year, hella close meetings. You have the Suns who, granted, they won both meetings, but they won each game by one point, home and away. First game, Giannis dropped 47. In the next game, he dropped 33. But both games, everyone was healthy. Each game hit over 240. So with the over-under sitting at 218.5 right now, that's something to definitely look, look out for. And even though Giannis is missing, I still think they'll be able to put up buckets. So definitely look out for that. And with Giannis out, I don't think the Bucks have a chance. So I'm locking in Suns minus 250. Bucks might squeak game two or three. But if Giannis doesn't come back, Suns right now sitting minus 200 to win the NBA championship. I think that's a good bet. But I'm staying away from that, and I'm going to go game by game. Because you never know. Even though Giannis's fucking knee went like that. Bruh. You see how that, the man's the Greek freak. That shit for a reason. <laughs> so he could be back game three or four. I would not be surprised. And that shit would be fire. No bullshit. So honestly, I hope I hope he does. And not just so we could watch a better series, but to see someone recover that fast, that's kind of crazy to see. So we're locking in Suns. Minus 250 for this game. And then the props. These are a couple sneaky props for you. DeAndre Ayton, game one when they played this year, dropped 20 points. Game two, dropped 17. His over-under right now on points is 15 and a half. And I think going up against Brooke Lopez, who's going to have to be playing a lot more, I think he'll be able to get out, get out there and get busy. So I'm going to take the over 15 and a half points. That's sitting at minus 125. And for Mikhail Bridges... Who you haven't really heard about a lot about him as of late. Like he turns up like here and there, but he locks in defensively off rip. I think with this point sitting at ten and a half, I went and looked at how much he scored versus the Bucks. And especially when they were fully healthy. Bruh, he dropped twenty one in the first game, 
I think he shot six or seven though. So only missing one shot. It's, it's hard to hard to repeat. But then you go look at the next game. Drop fifteen. And I think he was like like five of six. And then he hit the rest at the free throw line. So that boy gets busy when he plays the Bucks. And I think those are the those are the two props I'm looking forward to. And I think a guarantee to hit. CP3, he's been balling, but when it comes to game one, you don't know who PJ Tuck is gonna cover. Drew Holiday, he's solid defensively. So that's something where I'm gonna watch game one, really break that shit down, and then stop placing props off of that. Because props props been hitting. Props is sneaky, fam. Off rip. So that's that's the locks for today, man. Locking in the Suns. DeAndre Ayton over 15 and a half. Mikael Bridges over 10 and a half points. Locking Argentina. Tomorrow, Denmark. I'm locking in them. 0.5. And today, I'm locking in Italy. Plus 140 on the money line. You already know Insigne, Chiesa, and Immobile are starting up front. Going to be a hell of a game. And I hope y'all enjoy it. And we got so much shit coming y'all way. And definitely be on the lookout. Follow on Twitter. Follow on Instagram. We out there. We grinding. And if we ain't dropping the pod, just know we are dropping the locks. So make sure you stay tuned to the Twitter because they drop like it's hot. No Snoop Dogg. And on that note, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get finish it off with shout out Dilly on the beat. This shit smooth. No cap. And I hope it doesn't do the ad piece. Of course not. Right? This shit's smooth, fam. Mm. Well, who got it bumping? Mm. That boy. Alright, y'all be safe, and Our moves back at it again. We out of here. And that's love.